0: There's nobody else in the entire world that is you. There's nobody. You are 100% unique and different than anybody else in the entire world. That is a beautiful thing.
1: Hey, everybody. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential and, of course, have some fun along the way. We are back for episode three of this week's Turning the Page series. And if you are just joining us, I am so happy to have you. Let me fill you in. The annual Turning the Page series is when I sit down with some of your favorite guests from the last 365 to chat about what lessons they're bringing with them into the new year. Each guest gives us some highlights from their past year. They offer up a word that they're focusing on in the new year, and then share some advice on how to move through the next 52 weeks with grace and a positive outlook. Yesterday, I had my friend Manaj Diaz on the show, the co-founder and vice president of mindfulness at Open. I, oh my God, I could listen to that episode over and over. I love, his soothing voice, but not to worry, I'm bringing in another heavy hitter today, and that is the one and only Kirsten Ferguson. She is a Peloton instructor and one of your favorite guests from 2022, no surprise there. Kirsten and I are reconnecting for today's episode about all of the hurdles that she has overcome in the past 365. This single mom of two knows a thing or two about resilience and also authenticity and showing up exactly as she is to stand tall and proud in front of the Peloton community. There are so many amazing, amazing themes in this episode and takeaways. Kirsten slams the door on the idea of feeling like you should do anything, talking about the importance of knowing your why and trusting your gut. Super solid advice to kick us off in the new year. Plus, she also highlights a big, scary goal she has for 2023. And I think it's safe to say that it's one that a lot of you are going to be amped on. Make sure, if you're not doing so yet, you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. I've got a couple spots left in tonight's goal-setting workshop. I'd love to see you there live at 7.30 Eastern. The link for more deets and to register is in the show notes. And with that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with my girl, Kirsten Ferguson. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, babe. It's so good to see you. It's such an honor to be back on here with you. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh my God. Thank you for making the time. There is no better way in my mind to start the year than to do it with a sit down with you, especially because let's be honest, 2022 was a big year
0: for you. How are you doing in this moment right now? You know, 2022 has been a year of huge high highs, and then navigating the highs while life still happens. If that makes any sense, um, so it's been a journey just navigating this this beautiful world called Peloton, but also just navigating life as a single mom and um, dealing with real life things that happen, all while trying to be great at what I do.
1: First full year with the brand. Do you have any underlying takeaways that right off
0: the bat come to mind? You know, one one big learning I think for me when I first started is I was very honest about the hurdles that I've been through in my life uh, to get to where I was. But then now I'm learning the more authentic and vulnerable I can be about the things that I'm walking through today, it has made me a better instructor and better coach. Um, and I bring that to every class that I teach now. And that was something I had to learn. Like I had, I had to learn that I don't have to have it all together, you know, to teach a fantastic class. I can say, you know what y'all today is a day. So we are going to run through it. And, and nine times out of 10, there's a bunch of people on there that are feeling that exact same thing. Um, so those are just some, some things that I've had to learn along the way is you don't have to have all the answers and have it all together and have everything be perfect and pretty every single time you step on the tread.
1: You said high highs, a lot of them to be thankful for this year. Give us some insight. What would you say were some of perhaps your shiniest moments from 2022?
0: Specifically with Peloton, I think it was creating what I love to call Intention Setting Sunday, which is my longer walking content on Sundays where I share a series of affirmations and I take people on a journey of um, setting intentions for the week, for the month, for the year And it's just grown to be one of my favorite classes to teach. At first, it was daunting, like a 45, 60-minute walk. What the heck am I going to talk about? But now I find myself really looking forward to it um, and growing with the members that take the class. Um, So that, to me, is one of my high highs. Like the other day I was able to teach a 60 minute gospel walk, which is something I really wanted to bring to the tread as well. And to be able to accomplish that and for it to be so well uh, received um, was exciting for me. And then there's just so many classes and moments that you don't even realize are going to be special until you get off and you're like, wow, you know, and now we have members in the studio, which is a whole different experience. And it's amazing. It's amazing because you talk to these members every single day, but then you meet them in person. You're like, wow, you're real. And they're like, wow, you're real. And like you touch them and it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. You know, when I first started at Peloton, I was a little worried about kind of connection. You know, I taught at a cycle studio and I had so much connection with the members that took my class and I was worried, you know, teaching at Peloton, you know, you don't see them. You, you only see them on Instagram, but now it's, it's, it's the best of both worlds. Um, and really building community with everybody that takes classes and experiences it with you. High, high off the tread. High, high off the tread is experiencing my two little girls turning into little grown women right now uh, and it's like they are completely complete sponges and they want to walk like me talk like me and so when you see them and my daughter comes downstairs in like a crop sweatshirt abs are out and I'm like whoa what is happening right now I need you to go back upstairs and she like goes in my closet now she's seven um <laughs> It's wild. It's wild. But watching them just grow and turn into little women has been so amazing. And that's one of my learning lessons this year, too, is just being fully present with them because it goes by so fast. Everybody tells you that it's going to go by so fast, so fast. And then you're like, "Whoa, no, it really does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully some of your cropped sweatshirts would be full sweatshirts on them. Girl,
0: no. That's the crazy (laughs) thing. That's the crazy thing. Like Jess gave me a sweatshirt and Jess Sims gave me a sweatshirt. It's a cute little crop sweatshirt, and my daughter stole it. And I'm like, Jess, that's your sweatshirt, and it's literally cropped on her. Oh my you know, God, I'm, I'm just creating little tall athletes, you know, at the end of the day. so you, I'm are, proud of that too. you
1: are. oh my God, so much to be grateful for. but I also do appreciate your sentiment around the fact that everything isn't, you know, totally shiny and wonderful. All the time. Have you personally felt as though kind of being upfront with yourself about that when you are constantly in front of a community, trying to motivate, trying to, you know, really lift them up? Have you learned that to be challenging?
0: Very much so. And I think there was a point um, during this year where I didn't, I was in a low. I was in a low. And, but the, the classes don't stop, right? And, I kind of struggled with, you know, I always want to walk in my authentic self and learning how to motivate and inspire people when you don't actually feel motivated and inspired to do what you do. And that is where I think I started to shine was like, y'all, I'm in a season of waiting, right? And it's not easy and I'm scared and I'm fearful and I don't have all the answers, but I know, and I feel in my heart, somebody else is on here that's walking through it too. So let's stand in the waiting room together and see what happens and what comes out of that, you know? And through that, I think some of my best classes have come from that. And, um, I also have watched the community grow in strength in that too. You know, to know that, hey, I don't have to have it all together. I can admit that, you know, you know, today I show up at work and I may not feel a certain type of way and that's okay. Um, so just kind of empowering people in a different way, right? You know, we empower people physically in the run, but we can also empower people mentally as well and kind of learning through that process.
1: I know you're just so big on telling people to, you know, do whatever they have to do to take care of them. When you look back on the past year, what would you say some of the best things
0: were that you did to take care of you? Fantastic question. One of the things that I did was I found a life coach and she has really helped me through the storm, through the seasons of um, just listening to me and helping guiding me, and you know, somebody that is in my life where I could just be raw and real and be angry. You know, there was one time I sat on a call with her and I just cried. She's like, Good, that's exactly where I want you to be, you know, and so I think that was one of the best things and decisions that I made for myself this year. Um, and I think also just accepting and realizing that, you know, the the things are going to happen in your life and you don't have to have all the answers, you know, and learning to embrace that and be okay in that. And that is something I'm proud of because I'm not good at it. I've never been good at it. I'm kind of always the one that's like, okay, that sucks, but whatever, let's brush it under the rug. I don't want to feel that emotion. I don't want to deal with that emotion. I only like to live in the happy space that like gooey, happy space. So I'm going to live there and I'm not going to even address any of those feelings or emotions in my life. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm really dealing with them and it's hard and it's, but that's where the work is. And I'm proud of the person that's coming out of that.
1: Amen for life coaches. You know, it's so interesting to me thinking about your situation and listening to you talk with so much clarity now, knowing what you have to do to take care of yourself. First of all, it's so commendable that you're over there putting in this work. But even more so, you know, I think about the moments as a single woman when I'm like, I just so badly wish that someone could come here and, like, lift this burden for a second. Like, can someone just help me either get off the floor or, like, God knows, like, can someone else make me dinner that's not seamless? I don't know. But, like, you're over there and you probably have all those thoughts and you're also taking care of your girls. So, like, kudos to you because showing up and standing up when you don't feel so bright and shiny, it's hella hard.
0: Hella hard. Hella hard. And, you know, I've talked about this in class. It's like... Standing despite the weight of the world on your shoulders and you have wobbly legs. Like, What does that feel like? What does that look like? Well, it it's standing in it, you know, as a single mom, you don't have any other options. Um, and it's, and it's walking in the worry like, you know, I don't have time for that. I got to keep going. I got to keep moving. Um, but one of the things I am proud of is this year is, learning how to navigate that all and not letting the worry take me out because it, it, it can very easily, fear can stop you. Um, and learning to embrace it and figuring out what it is I need to learn about myself in this season And how can I take it and and keep moving forward? It's also that
1: grace too, right? Because like this every day is a day that you've never done before. And this is a season for you that you have, like you're learning what it means truly to be a single mom. And that has a lot of challenges.
0: Yes, it does. And, you know, it's not something that's ever been done before for me, you know, and so every day is a learning lesson, just like every day they're going to school and learning something new. Every day I'm learning something new about myself. And, you know, there was a previous life where I had a partner that I could lean on. And now it's, it's learning how to stand on my own and letting go of the crutches that I've had in my life and calling them out and realizing them and what I used to cling to. and now really standing in what it means to be alone. And, that, and 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 that's okay. You know, I think somehow, some way society makes you feel like you got to have all these things in order to be who you're supposed to be. And that's not the, my reality. And that's not my case. Yes. Would I love that for myself one day? Sure. But right now in this season, it's me and my two little ones and I do surround myself with a village. I think every mom needs a village of people. I have incredible teammates at Peloton. I have my sister, Jess, who I love dearly. I have an amazing group of mom friends. And I have my mom who is my example. She's always been my example. You know, She raised me as a single mom. And so... I watched her be able to navigate her career and and climb the ladder in a male dominated field and own who she was and still raise me, you know. And so anytime I kind of doubt where I'm at or what I'm walking through, I remember what she had to walk through and I'm like, no, I'll be okay. I'll be
1: okay. I'll be okay. You mentioned uh, learning the importance of letting go of maybe a crutch that you've used in the past. Would it be possible for you to exemplify what a crutch you may have used previously
0: was? Yeah, absolutely. It's toxic relationships, right? Because I have fear of not being alone, Mm -hmm. right? Or fear of you know, having to do this life. So I'm going to attach myself with somebody that I know may not be for me, but because I don't want to be alone, I'm going to attach myself there. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't raised with my dad. And so I find myself holding onto male figures in my life, whether it was a male friend or a boyfriend that I shouldn't have been involved with or, um, friendships that weren't really for me, but I would lean on them because I don't want to be alone. Um, you know, it's letting go of that and realizing what it is that you want for you, what you will and won't accept in life, and then standing in that, you know? So I think those are some of them.
1: How did you get better at being alone? This is literally a question that comes in for me all the time. I'm sure that you get this question as well, being such a strong woman. What would you say are some of the tools that you have in your toolbox that make you feel better standing on your own, on your own two feet?
0: Great question. I think it's also something that currently working through and dealing with, you know, I'll say some of the things that I've started to do is um, set an uncomfortable, scary goal for myself and focus my energy there. Putting my energy elsewhere, you know, it's so easy to be like harp on this is my situation. Oh my gosh, how can I change it? And then you start questioning your worth. Are you enough? And you can go down that spiral. Right. But if you take your mind and put it elsewhere, um, that's where I've started to be like, oh, wait, I can have joy alone. Like this is this is actually fun trying something scary, new and different and hard. Um, I think it's also having amazing friendships in your life, you know, that can bring you actual joy. Like those belly laughs nights with your girlfriends that are amazing, you know? So it's finding things like that. It's And and also being more present with my kids, you know, train changing the mindset of, Oh no, this is, this is the monotonous of life. You got to get home, do the homework, do this, do that, do that bedtimes at this time. No, like let's enjoy this. Like let's have some fun. Let's get silly. Um, let's do fun things together. Uh, so I've started to kind of just focus my energy there and be, be okay with being alone. You know, um, yeah. are there nights that are sad and, and, and lonely? Sure. That's when I call somebody else <laughs> instead <laughs> of that toxic crutch that I know ain't for me, girl. I'm not <laughs> calling that one. No, no.
1: <laughs> oh man. I know that's when you need to have like the friend that you just call and you're like, I'm calling you cause I shouldn't be calling somebody else.
0: Correct. Correct. Here we right. are. The toxic one called. I'm. I'm. I declined that one. So you need to answer.
1: taking a break to tell you about this series first sponsor future. Now, if you are a dedicated listener, you've heard me rave about my experience with the future app, a new way to get fully customized personal training that revolves all around you. No matter what gets you moving, you'll find the guidance, motivation, and accountability to push beyond your comfort zone because going beyond your limits requires a roadmap and a trusted co-pilot. Speaking of trusty co-pilots, I have been working with my guy, Brandon, for goodness, it feels like forever, but actually three months now. And today we had a lovely conversation about how it's going to feel for me to lift the heaviest dumbbells in my gym. Seriously, I love Future because it offers me customized training in the palm of my hand. Plus, it also keeps me super accountable. Whether you need tips for sleeping well the night before a race or nutrition advice after setting a deadlift PR, your coach is there to lift you up. This deal I'm about to tell you, it is unreal. You've got a 30-day risk-free trial, absolutely free, waiting for you. Just head on over to tryfuture.com slash hurdle. Again, that is tryfuture.com slash hurdle to get 30 days free of personal training. Personal training made modern only. On future. Also, got to give some love to my friends at Whoop. Now, it is officially January, which means most of you out there have just started working on a goal for 2023. I will be using Whoop this year to track my goal, which is to add in more strength training and ultimately beat the snagging plantar fasciitis so I can tackle my next marathon. Whoop is a fitness tracker that monitors all the conventional fitness metrics you'd expect, but also specializes in tracking personalized recovery and sleep data. Think of it as a coach on your wrist, providing you with detailed breakdowns of your sleep and recovery, along with how you can improve both. It also suggests personalized daily activity levels based on your recovery. Whoop's also just released a new feature called Trends where you're able to see the progress you're making on a weekly and monthly basis. Whether you're looking to get in shape, improve your recovery or sleep or something else, Whoop has made it super easy to track your progress even during those moments where you get a little bit discouraged. Trust me, we have all been there. Start tracking your health, wellness, and fitness at a deeper level today. Head on over to join.whoop.com slash Emily Abadi to try out whoop risk-free for 30 days. Again, join.whoop.com slash E-M-I-L-Y-A-B-B-A-T-E to try whoop free for 30 days. All you've got to do is pay shipping. Let's get back to the episode. S-O-S. Yeah, I feel that. You know, I love what you were saying about mixing it up and not following into the monotony with your girls. And that could either be something, of course, that you speak about doing with the family or you can do on your own time. I had a conversation earlier this year with a friend of mine on the show, Nick Dio, and he spoke about what he calls... This to be, which is breaking the matrix. It's like every day may have a similar theme, but you can choose to do something different and tweak it just a little bit to keep excitement in your regular routine. So maybe if I typically go to a co working space that's 20 minutes from my home, then maybe one day I bike there. Maybe one day I leave an hour earlier and take a nice long walk to get there. Maybe one day I invite someone to come with me. You know, we have the opportunity to do that in our day to day. We just have to accommodate. For it so that we can find the fun in what could be an otherwise, as I said, monotonous routine. Mm-hmm.
0: It's taking back that control, too, right? You can't control whether you're going to be, you know, you can walk and run into whomever, Prince Charming or whatever that will help you not be alone, but you do have the power to create a circumstance for yourself that will bring you joy. You know, like even Thanksgiving this year was very different for me and my family. It was much smaller. um, And I could have sat in that and felt all the feelings. But instead, I planned a huge Friendsgiving that was surrounded by my coworkers, my friends, and we had a fantastic time. So it's like you have the control. So, you know, get creative and, um, and, and play with different things. Yeah. And I also
1: think there's power in the recognition that it can be both, right? Like you can recognize and like work on being okay with feeling how that made you feel. Like I'm the same vein as you. Thanksgiving is a super challenging holiday for me. I can recognize that it's going to feel some kind of way, but then also make choices where I can look for joy outside of that feeling.
0: 100%. Like you have the control over that. You yeah. know, it's recognizing that for sure
1: the a question that i am asking everyone in this series what is a word my friend that you are bringing with you into 2023 i'll give you an example of my word you can marinate on yours my word is great. My family motto is do good. I have grown up like wanting to do good by others, but sometimes, and what I've realized maybe specifically in my career is that I find good and I excel at good, but sometimes I'm scared to go after great. So for 2023... I am like done shrinking myself. I am hunting for great. I'm hunting to get good with being uncomfortable so I can go to that next level up.
0: Woo, girl, you got me fired up. Come on, 2023. I mean, just drop the bombs. Mo' fire, mo' fire. You did that, girl. I'm, I'm fired up, child. All right, hit
1: me with a word.
0: I'm going to start calling you for some inspo for class. Like, girl, what's what your word today? Um... I think for me, it's. It, I think it's face it. it that's two words I know, but face it. Face everything that's going to come at you. Like face it till you make it. Almost like, don't hide it. Don't don't step sh- shy away from it. Step into it. Um, everything that's going to come your way, good, bad, ugly, in between, face it. And I think that is where my growth is happening in my life. And I'm gonna really step into that in 2023. For people that
1: hear that and feel inspired by your words, face it, would you, what, what advice do you offer to them so that maybe they too can stand up and face it?
0: I think there's a few examples of it, realizing and recognizing when it is that you kind of steer away from it, or you're like, you know what, that doesn't feel great. I'm going to not deal with that emotion and step into that and sit in it. You know, um, there's moments where you're not going to feel great and acknowledge that and accept that and then understand, okay, how can I move forward in that? You know, there's things that you may be in the waiting season and that's okay. Be present in that waiting season. What does that mean for you? What are the, what life lessons do you need to learn? in this waiting season. I've been through multiple waiting seasons in my life. And now now I'm in another one. And it's like, okay, what is it that I need to learn here? Because I had so many other things that I've learned in the waiting before. I know there's something that I need to take out of it. Um, And so stepping into that and accepting that every day.
1: You're so good at inspiring others and offering advice to others. When you think about maybe some of the best advice that you have been offered in the past year, does anything specific come to mind?
0: I, actually, I talked with my sister, Jess, about this. It was like about more about being alone and like finding out who Kirsten is. There's so many times in my life, and you know, I was married for, well, together with him for 12 years. And now this is an amazing opportunity for myself to find out who Kirsten really is, you know, I think, you know, I got married young and I was trying to figure out who my identity was and, you know, you marry someone and then your identity starts to kind of transform into whoever that person is. And and now that person is completely different than this person who is here, you know, um, that Kirsten is completely different than the Kirsten that is 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 in this space now. And so it's discovering who Kirsten is, what she likes, what she doesn't like, Uh, What she will and won't accept in life, um, what makes her happy, what makes her tick, what annoys her, uh, and accepting that, you know, and learning about that, I think is it's a fun journey as well. Um, So I'm really kind of standing in that and learning more about myself in this season.
1: Yeah, and you know, it, it brings to mind that thing that I feel like we see all the time on social media. It's like. Don't be worried about if they like you, like ask yourself if you actually like them, like what is it that you want and be cognizant of that?
0: Yes, so much, so much. Yes. All right. These
1: days, when you look in the mirror, what is it that you see looking back at you?
0: So I often say a bunch of affirmations to myself in the mirror, but the one that has been sticking with me all year, I am enough. I am enough. I think when things don't go my way or when I start feeling a challenge at something at work, or I even compare myself to other mothers, other moms at school, what I'm doing is enough. I'm doing the best that I can. And that is okay. And really standing in that, you know, I think we get so caught in comparison sometimes, but comparison is the thief of joy. Um, And so if I'm chasing after happiness and joy, I need to accept who I am in the reflection of the mirror in all facets, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, and being proud of the person I see in the reflection versus standing in the mirror and tearing that person down. It's so easy to do that, right?
1: Would you say that often individuals reach out to you asking how they can get better at being accepting of the
0: person that they see in the mirror? I get asked that a lot, actually. Um, and I think I think that's a really personal journey. Um, but I, I would say that there's nobody else in the entire world that is you. There's nobody. You are 100% unique and different than anybody else in the entire world. That is a beautiful thing. No one says that you have to fit in anybody else's box you are meant to be who you are. And so embrace that. That doesn't mean that you can't have goals and set things that you want to accomplish or things that you want to change for yourself. Absolutely have that. That's where growth happens. But accepting where you are is is a beautiful thing And, and owning that and being proud of that person. Knowing that that person has been through some things, you got some scars, you got some bruises, but that's beautiful too, you know? <laughs> yes. I know.
1: I know. All right. We are moving now into our year in review fast flash round. Are you ready? Okay. I think so. Okay. All right, woman. Favorite
0: movie of the year? Oh, The Woman King.
1: Ooh, good
0: pick. Fantastic movie. My goodness. <laughs> I still have chills
1: from watching that movie. It was so empowering. If you had to pick a genre that you lean into most often, what is it?
0: Um, I love a good rom-com. I really do. But then sometimes an action movie will get me. But I love a good feel-good rom-com with some popcorn and wine. Like, that's it.
1: Favorite song of the year maybe that you
0: played in class? Oh, I have two. I think it's Given. It's Given, Boss Bitch. Yeah, it's Given. By lotto, because like I, I feel like I play that like anytime I walk into a room, I'm like, it's giving boss, bitch. <laughs> All right, best meal of the year. You know what? I think the best meal of the year. I hosted a pool party over the summer, and I have a friend, Erica. She's a phenomenal cook, and she threw down at this barbecue. I'm talking every single thing that people ate it was like, everybody's like, Erica, Erica. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it was just like the food was incredible, but the, the people were amazing. And who doesn't love a good barbecue, right? But the food was, wow. 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 I think I was full for like three days.
1: <laughs> we love it. We love it. All right. Mm-hmm. One last reflection question here. What would you say was your best
0: trip of the year? Oh, it's my best honestly, one of my favorite trips Jess and I went to the Bahamas. And I think that's where <laughs> that's where our friendship really like grew. It was just me and her girls trip to the Bahamas and we had so much fun. Just being with her laughing, doing silly things. We did the the funniest things happened to us when we were there. And so I look back on that trip and I'm like, man, we got to do that again. Cause <laughs> it was, it was just so fun. Like never underestimate the power of a good girl's trip.
1: A good girl's trip, a girl, girl's trip. Okay. Mm-hmm. When we think about 2023, give us a goal that's on your radar for the next 365.
0: Well, I did set a very scary, uncomfortable goal. And and I think you are also very inspiring to me. Um, is I, I don't know. You know, I I was never a runner. It, it was always something that I was like, Ugh, no, no, thank you, hard pass. You know, I had asthma growing up, and it was always like the excuse to get out of running. Every time high school, that one mile that you had to run, I'm like, oop, I have asthma, nope. Or even when I was playing basketball, and they'd be like, all right, we have to do suicides. i was like, oop, nope, asthma. So now that I teach running. I've started to love it and, but running outside has never been a thing for me. So uh, I am putting it out there that I'm going to run something, something in 2023. Something. (laughs) No, like, you know, just something. Just something. Why would
1: you say that running outside isn't your shtick?
0: I would always give up. I would, I would go out and I'd be like, all right, here we go because I loved it. Like it's, it's a, you know, the weather's nice. It feels great. And then I would just, New Jersey is also very hilly. I would hit a hill and I'd be like, you know what? Nope. I'm going to walk it. I'm good. You know? So now it's stepping into it. It's a challenge for me. Um, It's, it's, you know just like what I talk about in class everybody else doesn't know what's coming up but I do but when I go outside I have no idea what's coming up you know <laughs> and so I'm like walking what I talk you know and running what I talk um and so it's 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 an exciting journey you know uh it's scary for me but I'm excited about it I like to challenge myself in different ways and I'm so inspired by our community yeah you know there's like being at the New York City marathon there's literally nothing like it or even watching Jess, you know, crush the Boston marathon, like talk about being inspired. Um, so you know, I, I set a really scary, uncomfortable goal and, and I talk about it all the time and now I'm doing it too. So I
1: know, I love that. I love that. I think when I saw you guys after the marathon, you like, you still had tears in your eyes, like two hours later. I was balling. I was bawling. I I was like, why am I crying so much? Oh my God, it was so special. How could you not? And it's just like, yeah, there's nothing like it. So I'm excited to see what scary, uncomfortable, hairy, audacious goal you accomplish in the new year. Maybe starting outside on
0: a track like you know it's flat. Mm -hmm. Maybe we start there. Yeah, I like that. I love that. You know, I, I, I was like, you hey, know, I'm going to start off with a 5K power walk and then yes. take it from there. You know, <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I love that.
1: All right. The last question we have for you today What would you say is a piece of advice that you would offer yourself at the beginning of last year, the beginning of 2022, knowing what you know
0: now? Uh, I laugh because I know my answer. Like I, I, as soon as you said it, I would say buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> Lean in. Buckle up, buttercup. Face it till you make it. Lean in. Put your big girl panties on. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a ride this year, but uh, there's going to be beautiful transformations. And I, I see it now, now that I'm, you know on the other side of the year but there's a lot of things that happened in 2022 that i wasn't expecting and um but it has been a beautiful journey i will say that of rediscovering who kirsten is and yeah that would probably be the biggest advice like this one's going to be, this one's going to be a challenge, girl. Get your weight up, get you, get, get, you know, get some strength training in. There's <laughs> going to be some things that you're going to have to carry on your back and, and smile through it all. Um, but you're built for it, you know, yeah. so. You're built for
1: it. Well, I can say personally, on behalf of everyone who loves you, that it's been so awesome watching you over this last year, really step into who Kirsten is. And I cannot wait to see what happens in the next one. My girl, how do the
0: hurdlers follow along with you? How do they keep
1: up with you? Give us the details.
0: Yes, you can follow me on Instagram. I am Kirsten Ferguson. And that is where you can find me there and on that Peloton Tread, baby on the tread, baby. I'm
1: over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.